Welcome to the Trades Podcast, a podcast about the business of home improvement and promoting the trades to young adults. In this podcast, we talk with business owners, educators, and professionals about the benefits, skills, and related experiences of the home improvement business. Tips to help you with being successful from entry into the trades or established business owners. In this podcast, we hope to influence some young adults that the trades as a career is a great option leading to full and prosperous life. I'm Danny Torres, an MC, DJ, and podcaster, inspiring young adults by shining light onto career opportunities in our world today. And I'm Jeff Mudd, home improvement contractor, writer of the Millionaire Carpenter series, and podcaster. Stay tuned to 15 to 20 minutes of insightful tips. Happy days, everybody. Right here, I am DJ Danny, uh, your uh, podcaster and DJ. Yes, Jeff Mudd here, podcaster, writer of the Millionaire Carpenter series, and home improvement contractor. That's right. Yeah, we have a wonderful guest here today. Uh, Fusion Engineering and Technology is the company, and his name is Johnny Silas Rivera, uh, professional engineer, president, and principal civil engineer. That's right. How's it going, everybody? Doing great, Johnny. Johnny, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, I know I said your name already, but uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, uh, what the company is all about, who you, and uh, what's the, uh, just give us a little introduction. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, my name is Johnny Rivera. Um, I'm local here, uh, ra- born and raised in uh, San Diego. Uh, grew up in La Mesa. Went to Helix High School, Grossmont Community College, and then SDSU, uh, where I received a Bachelor of Civil Engineering a Bachelor of Science in Civil Engineering, and subsequently obtained my professional engineering license. Um, my company, Fusion Engineering, focuses mainly on uh, residential land development. Um, so we do a lot of grading, improvement plans, uh, underground utility plans, roadway, drainage, kind of the whole nine to support uh, residential development in general, whether it's uh, new home construction or redevelopment of existing sites. Uh, we've been in business for a couple of years now, but been fully out on our own for, uh, for this year. And we have about nine employees total. That's awesome. And for any young adults listening, Johnny's going to bring a whole new career path yeah. that we haven't addressed in the past podcasts. So this is going to be super interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we were just ha- ta- having a good conversation with Johnny about um, what the atmosphere is, what the market is for him right now, and uh, kind of what it is exactly what the employees that he's looking for and the type of employees that you do have at this point right now. Um, And like you said, grading, drainage, retaining walls, roadways, uh, residential in that part of the area. Um, What are your ideal uh, clients right now? Like I know you said the residential side, but uh, give us a little example of possibly someone that you're you're working with right now. Yeah, so we have a wide range of clients and it, um, it, it ranges from developers to your average, you know, just homeowners. So on the development side, we have uh, small and large developers that may be doing uh, residential tract homes. They may be doing an apartment complex. Um, my, my background is actually doing master plan communities. So working for the national builders, uh, the previous firm that I worked for um, did a lot of these huge, you know, master plans, hundreds, you know, even up to a thousand unit master plan. Uh, but my current focus is on more the, the smaller developers. Yeah. Um, then our other aspect of, or component of our clientele is uh, just regular homeowners. So we're getting a lot of calls, particularly through the pandemic. We're seeing a lot of people that want to improve their their property. So they might want to put in a pool or they just want to do some grading to expand the usable area of their property, which, um, you know, 
here in San Diego, there's a lot of vertical, you know, terrain, lots of hills, you know, canyons, mountains. Um, so it requires grading and or retaining walls to support that so they can, you know, expand their property. Yeah. Um, with the housing crisis, uh, ADUs, accessory dwelling units, are really popular right now. So mm-hmm. it's a way for um, people to maybe build uh, a small little house on their property uh, for their children or vice versa. If their children are taking over the main house, um, then the parents you know, want to downsize and they want a small little two bedroom. So yeah. uh, we're getting a lot of uh, calls for people that want to put in ADUs right now. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, you know, that the it's busy. It sounds like it's busy. It sounds like, you know, you're, you got a lot of work on your hands and I mean, you're obviously looking for, you know, possible more employees, educated employees. Um, but what's your ideal client right now? I mean, uh, I know that we were kind of talking about some of the employees that you do have. Um, what kind of candidates are you kind of looking for right now? Candidates as far as employees? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're looking for a, a range of from recent graduates with civil engineering degrees to experienced project managers that have 10 to 15 years of experience. Um, we're definitely a growing company. We're picking up a lot of work and, um, like everybody else, you know, everyone's busy. It seems like right now. So, um, you know, it definitely is an employee market right now. So it's a good time to be looking for a job and, and finding a career path to get into. Um, with that said, um, you know, we talked a little bit about this before we turned on, um, you don't necessarily have to have an engineering degree to be mm-hmm. a valuable employee for an engineering firm. I think one uh, one trade that's overlooked is uh, people with, with drafting experience, with computer-aided drafting experience. Um, so someone coming out of a technical school um, that may not have the engineering experience can come into an engineering firm and be valuable day one in the preparation of, of uh, construction plans, documents, uh, maps, um, really just in the computer-aided drafting uh, realm. Um, yeah. So let, let's clarify that for somebody looking to get into the career. Is this a four-year college or a uh, specialty trade school that will give you a couple of years of uh, uh, CAD training? Yeah, so it's technical schools that would provide the, the CAD training, the computer-aided drafting training. Um, unfortunately, in the engineering curriculum at the universities, you know, I went to SDSU and even speaking with some of our interns that are still there, uh, there's really a lack even in that curriculum of the CAD training. They go through one basic semester and it's, it's, it's insufficient for what they're going to need when they enter the workforce. So that's probably the biggest learning curve that we have with our new hires is really teaching them to draft. So um, we have students that are coming out with a four-year degree, and they have a lot of the engineering principles from the, from the curriculum they've taken, but they just don't have the, the CAD drafting experience. So we then have to put in a lot of resources um, in order to train them, right. which we have training regimens set up. We have tutorials, you know, videos, obviously with the online, um, you know, um, the amount of information that's online now, you, there's a, a, an abundance of, of resources to learn. Um, but really, there's no substitute for on-the-job training and or formal training in a, in a technical institute. Yeah. Um, so would you suggest interning on uh, in between summer summer schools? or, or for, an, for, a, uh, for someone with a, that's pursuing an engineering path? Absolutely, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's something that I had a couple internships, but I really didn't take full advantage of it. And I think anything you can do to start working as soon as possible and getting, you know, into the field uh, is just going to accelerate your career path. So we have a, we have actually have four interns right now. They're just working part-time because they're juggling, you know, their academics as well. Um, but yeah, anything you can, and don't even, don't wait for the summer. Don't wait for the winter, get it during the semester. Even if you're only putting in five or 10 hours a week, you're getting your feet wet. You're getting in there and getting some repetition on, on drafting and touching the kind of work that, and, and it really just exposes you to see what, 
what type of work is really involved with the career choice and if that's something that they're interested in. That, that's a huge point right there, Johnny. Yeah. So if you're interning, that's allowing you to see what type of work, what the environment is, the culture, you know, learn more about the career path that you're picking, allow you some time to adjust while you're still in college or doing your training. And for you as an employer, you, you're reading resumes. So if you've got a kid right out of college and so what else did you do? Well, or they've got in there, I interned at such and such place, and this is what I learned. And I interned at such and such place, and this is what I learned at these two internships during my college career. How's that going to be as an influence on you as an employer making a hiring decision? Oh, that makes all the difference in the world. When I see, uh, when I look at uh, resumes for uh, someone that, a uh, kid that's in an engineering curriculum, I look at basically two things, the work experience and their grade point average. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, I, I look straightly at the engineering grades. I don't really care so much about general education. Um, with that said, I also look at your writing and communication skills, right. um, how you performed in English, your speech class, because one thing they don't really emphasize in engineering school is how big communication is in this business and your ability to not only do the calculations, but also convey the information um, across to clients, coworkers, yeah. um, employers, consultants, contractors, et cetera. Because it's really a teamwork effort. Obviously, you know, putting it all around, all hands on deck to make sure that the project goes well and it's everything exactly what the client's looking for. And obviously there's no hiccups. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, one thing that's, I mean, that's great is that you mentioned the training programs that you guys kind of have. Try to go into a little bit some specifics of what, say, an intern would expect going into uh, fusion engineering technology. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we have a, a variety of training techniques. So um, we typically meet uh, once a week and we do training lunches. Mm-hmm. So we'll, you know, we'll buy, you know, lunch for the office and, you know, everybody kind of sits down and we'll just go over, um, you know, a, a different tasks. Mm-hmm. So one week we might be talking about drainage. One week we might be talking about um, putting together uh, construction documents or drafting. Um, we do also have some a, a variety of tutorials, online tutorials. Some of them are just videos where the intent is for them to just watch. Uh, some of them are actually uh, work-along uh, tutorials where the idea is that you're following and then you also have the computer-aided drafting program up and you're trying to replicate what you're seeing you know, on the screen. Um, other than that, for the interns, it, it's really, and, and, and throughout their career, I mean, their early career, a lot of it is just shadowing. I'll bring in a new employee and just sit them down next to myself or next to one of our you know, younger engineers or project managers, and literally they just watch what we're doing. But we're dialoguing with them and kind of um, you know, noting what we're doing each step of the way, why we're doing it. And it gives them exp- uh, you know, a, a variety of experience because you're not just talking about maybe, oh, this is how I'm drafting a set of plans. We're saying, why am I drafting this set of plans? And you're giving them background. I tend to go off on tangents a little bit. So sometimes I'm meeting with an intern and we'll start talking about one task and then we'll just go down a rabbit hole and be talking for a half an hour. And because everything is just all interrelated, especially in in the civil engineering from moving the dirt to installing the retaining walls to how we're dealing with drainage. We start talking about soils and foundation, geotechnical engineering. Um, So yeah, a lot of it is just on the job, just communication and just working through projects together and having them follow along and trying to absorb as much information as possible. Yeah. Uh, we definitely emphasize, uh, you know, one thing I can say for um, a new employee is take notes, 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 because we're going over so much information. And um, I even say, you know, when kids are in school, don't just sit there and listen to the professor, you know, talk or, you know, the teacher, take your notes, 
read back through them, you know, and so forth. Absolutely. What do they say? If you t- go through the exercise of taking the notes, your retention level doubles or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So you can hear, listen to Johnny talk about how he communicates with a, an intern. That's some passion there. I love it. Yeah. Uh, basically, I did the same thing when I had a carpenter on site. I, you know, not just cut the board and tell them this is what you got to do. I tell them why. That's how you hold it. That, you know, you go through that, you bring it out. You've got years of experience that you're trying to cram down somebody's, you know, funnel of knowledge. <laughs> it takes some work right. and passion yeah. to get them to listen. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, from that point on, you know, say they're in an internship and they do get hired on. Uh, what? And you said you, you, you did mention that it might be some office work or mainly office work where you're in the office shadowing. Um, what can what can a new employee uh, kind of what, what else can they expect to possibly kind of run into as if maybe as in field work? Is that something that you guys yeah, have so as well? Yeah, so for my particular trade, we don't visit the field a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, most of the time when we, feel, when we have to go to the field, it's because there's a problem and we don't like problems. We definitely try to avoid right. it. We try to deliver our construction <laughs> documents where they're turnkey. Contractor can read them. They're nice and legible. Um, we do go out to uh, the site for um, any new project and visit the field. Field consultation, initial site consultation is just super important to actually walk the site. Even with these days with Google Maps, Google Earth, and you can view sites and you can research documents online, there's no substitute for getting some boots on the ground and actually walking the site. Um, There's things that you see walking the site that you can never pick up from the data, um, those intangible, you know, kind of characteristics of the site. Um, So we definitely uh, visit the site at the very onset of a project. Uh, to get a good, you know, again, boots on the ground feel for it. Um, and then we'll do a pre-construction conference. And then during construction, we might go out there. But if all's going well, we're really just out there to take pictures and um, kind of shake hands and, you know, talk with the contractor and, you know, just kind of build those personal relationships with those people in the field. Yeah. Um, I, I would kind of go on a little tangent there and talk about um, the relationship between engineers, owners, and contractors and how important that is. Um, I, I think sometimes the respective people get kind of a bad rap from from one another, and I think that really is because of a lack of historical communication between Absolutely. them. And I respect contractors very highly because we can draw stuff all day, but it's really how it gets built in the field. And that that's part of part of the reason why maybe sometimes contractors, you know, may kind of talk down on engineers is because sometimes engineers draw stuff that can't be built. And that's where the experience and then having that relationship with the contractors and getting the feedback from them teaches you stuff that you can't be taught in school and you're not going to get taught watching some video. And how do you draw something on your plans that looks good, is efficient, and the contractor can build it in a safe and effective manner? Yeah, Yeah, so a contractor also has to deal with a building inspector. So if you've got a building inspector you've never met, never worked with, you know, the building inspectors are going to come out and be on his game looking for, you know, the nuances of whether you're doing it right or not. But if you've built a relationship with that uh, building inspector, he's going to have confidence in you, make that whole process a lot easier. And the same thing happens with an engineer. If you've done a few jobs with him, you, the engineer knows your building capabilities, knows your building styles, and you can adjust for that too. Yeah, and we're seeing that, you know, right now, and it's, a, it's about that trust factor, you know, across the board between everybody from engineer to contractor to inspector to owner. And, and that's how, you know, we've been fortunate with the amount of work that we've had, and it's all 
word of mouth. I mean, we don't really, we don't advertise per se. I mean, we have, you know, website and we're on LinkedIn and all the, you know, kind of basic stuff, mm -hmm. but um, really it's word of mouth. A contractor says, Hey, I worked with this engineer. They did yeah. really clean plans, you know, and then vice versa. If I worked on a project and the contractor did a great job, they maintain the schedule. You better believe the next time a, a client asks me, Hey, do you have a good you know recommendation? I'm happy to recommend, you know, this person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's great. I mean, like you said, communication is key. Communication is key is for sure. And uh, we definitely want to give a shout out to our uh, BBB uh, associates that were here in the studio right here. And uh, thanks again for coming out here. Hopefully it's a great studio for you. And um, I do want to bring up, uh, like you said, on the communication portion of things. Um, it was one thing that you said that, you know, having the com communication with your contractors, the owners, the builders, and obviously with the team is huge and it's not something that's really emphasized in the in the uh in the engineering programs but it's something that's really needed in the field right so um imagine if your employees could sell you know what it is that fusion technology engineering and technology does how would that benefit your business oh it would just help us grow even even quicker i mean uh, an employee that can do the work but also sell the work is twice as valuable um i think you know, I started off as thinking I wanted to be a business major. My dad was a was a business owner. He ran a, a window coverings business, and my sister still does to this day. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, whether you're a contractor, an engineer, or whatever, I mean, it's all about the business com business side of it and understanding you know contracts and so forth. So I actually I'm pretty transparent with my employees. I show them what our contract is, and I let them know. Um, you know, what's expected of them, setting expectations, how many hours should this take, and so that they can understand, engage, and then they're, therefore, if they meet with somebody, and, you know, we're always asked, how much is this going to cost, and being able to spitball a number, um, you know, by looking at it, having the experience to understand what the scope of work is, and then an associated cost for that is, is, is huge. Um, so, yeah, uh, whether you're a contractor, I, I think particularly, you know, in the, in the trades, um, you know, somebody comes out, whether they're a plumber or an electrician, being able to close the deal and sell the job and uh, getting the owner, uh, the client to to trust you and to agree to set scope of work and, and fee um, is huge. Yeah, a absolutely. So if your employee has, we use the word sales, but really it's just educated communication skills. So if they go to a networking group with you, you double your ability to communicate with other people at that networking group. So having that ability to, to network better for you, sell jobs, sell the company, whether it's not particularly a project, but just sell the quality and the vision of the company is huge for you, I would imagine, too. Yeah, absolutely. So. And being able to represent themselves in a professional you know, manner and um, you know, represent the company uh, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So Dan Danny's uh, curious here. One of the things, how I met Johnny was at a ACE program, mm -hmm. Architects, Construction, and Engineering. Um, I'm brand new to it. I'd love to hear your perspective on it and what you've been doing there. Yeah, absolutely. So I've participated at the ACE Mentor Program uh, at Helix High School for the past three years. And really it's a program to uh, stimulate the interest of, of young students and expose them to the architecture, construction, and engineering industries. There's definitely a, uh, a shortfall of, of, of young engineers, architects, and people going into the construction trades. Uh, the demand is huge right now, and we really just don't have the, the personnel or staff to, to support uh, the demand. I mean, we look at residential, and 
the, the the cost of housing and it's really here it's a it's a it's a supply issue yeah uh, so getting uh, kids to get into those industries is, is great so with the program uh, we meet once a week um, actually the, the mentors come every other week but the students meet once a week with uh, an administrator and it's a class where they um, expose them to different uh, aspects of those of those industries uh, we have guest speakers uh, from various whether it's architects electrical engineers contractors construction managers and the kids work on throughout the semester they work on a, a mock project so they select a site uh, come up with a theme for the project and then they put together a mock project so they they basically build a building um, you know on, on plans uh, do some site development work which is more my side the civil side and uh, then they end up presenting that project at the end of the semester in May at, at San Diego State University. Right. And it's nice because they get to, they, it's, a, it's a great public speaking engagement. They have to get up on stage, present their project, and, you know, it really puts them out of their comfort zone. And really that's how you, you know, you build character is, is doing those things. Um, so I, I think it's great. I mean, public speaking in general, a lot of people are fearful of it. I mean, I still to this day, I mean, you, you get up and you don't know what you're talking about. It's one of the most frightening things on earth. But when you're prepared and you can uh, speak intelligently about something, it the words just you know flow out of your mouth. And that's what it's really about is getting these students in, engaged and understanding and being comfortable and then getting up there and executing. So it's a great thing to say, and I think that they mature a lot you know, through the semester. So Absolutely. Yeah. So I've been to at Santana High School a couple of the meetings now and just getting the kids to open their mouth and what do you think – is hard. And then this last week, we made every one of them stand up and was like, what's your vision of your project? We didn't care if it was good or bad or feasible or whatever. Just getting them standing up and talking and interacting is, is huge for some students. But uh, what kind of projects have your students done in the last couple of years that you've been involved? So, so right now they're working on a virtual uh, project um, with the pandemic, the theme was, you know, what kind of virtual, you know, how do you incorporate virtual into, you know, some kind of project? And what one, one concept that they're going for is a, is a virtual driving school. Um, so instead of, um, you know, getting, you know, very nervous drivers out on the roadways, and we all see those student driver, <laughs> you know, kind of stickers on the back, on, yep. on the top. So they want to have a, almost like a flight simulator. Uh, so uh, they're going to develop a building. Um, and, uh, you know, make it basically suitable for, uh, for driving simulators. Oh, that sounds very applicable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quite, quite interesting. Yeah. Can't wait to see that. Yeah. So, th I mean, that's, and, and what's kind of cool is like, that's the kind of stuff that like sparks their interest, like the architecture and the building and what they're going to do inside the building. Us civil guys, we're more concerned about infrastructure and, and how are we going to get some parking and how do we bring a water line and how do we bring a sewer line and how do we deal with drainage and all that stuff. So, you know, we're more outside the building, which whereas the architecture and, you know, team is more focused, uh, you know, inside the building. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, to, you know, to your point, Jeff, about, um, you know, getting the kids to speak up, I feel like it's my kids when I pick them up from school and I say, well, how was your day? <laughs> how was your day at school? Good. You know, the one word answer. So, you know, I definitely try to put them on the spot a little more and ask them questions and really lead them to try to get, you know, more information and get them to speak their mind. Because, right. um, you know, they're, they, they don't really know. So it's, yeah. you know, it's an education process. Right. And well, one thing I have noticed that they might be not be doing very good with notes, but they're all paying attention. They're, they're sponges, you know. What, what, what's yeah. next for me? What's my opportunity? What's the world out there like? Yeah. So. Yeah, and I got to commend them for, you know, being a part of these programs because, I mean, they're giving up their spare time as well. You know, they're meeting after school when they yep. could be going doing something else. And 
those are the kind of distinguishing factors that if I'm looking at two identical resumes and I see one kid participated in, you know, the ACE mentor program and one didn't, I mean, I'm going to, you know, go with that person. So it's those differentiators that can put you, a, you know, a step ahead compared to the competition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great group. I mean, ACE is, uh, you know, the ACE group is definitely, you know, one resource that, that you're recommending right now. What other resources are out there, say, outside of the program? Can uh, can any, you know, inspiring students, uh, young adults kind of look forward to kind of like trying to get an idea of what's in the, the field? Yeah, so for that age group, that's the main one that I'm familiar with. Um, when they get into uh, college as well, there's ASCE, which is the Associated Society of Civil Engineers, um, and then I was a part of also in, invited to Chi Epsilon, which is an honor society. So okay. if you have a really strong grade point average, you get in, uh, invited into this group. And um, it, it's really, um, you know, a social kind of networking group to just further, uh, you know, advancing the trade. Um, you're meeting with the other people that are also engaged. So um, I, there's still people that I deal with, you know, to this day that I met in those uh, in those clubs uh, and, and, and I see now that those are the leaders in the industry, those people that were taking it that extra step, giving up their free time, delayed gratification, all those things, um, to go the extra mile and be a yeah. part of that. Um, so yeah, for, for high school students, I would definitely say something like, like ACE is, is great. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the beginning of a good work ethic. Right. Yeah. I mean, it starts you on a good path and really, you know, gives you a good idea, a good insight of what's going to be looking forward into the next resources and programs and obviously the, the programming yeah. at uh, SDSU and curricular activity. Uh, yeah. And programs. I think, I think the, the, the work ethic is really something that needs to get, you know, touched on is, um, and we you know, delayed gratification, those kind of keywords and really putting your head down and working, put your cell phone away. Like, I don't care if you're in the office or if you're on a construction job site, you shouldn't be there texting or, mm -hmm. you know, something. I mean, that's, it happens even, you know, to this day, like we see it, you know, with not even just younger staff. I mean, everybody is, you put your head down, you're at work, get the job done, save it for your lunch break or, you know, whatnot. Your girlfriend can, can wait for that. Yeah. Good morning text. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if she's getting one, yeah. <laughs> but it's super great. I mean, um, a lot of, a lot of great points touched here today with, uh, with our, with our guests here today. It's super awesome to have you here. Um, one thing I kind of want to finish off on the, uh, on the podcast here today is how would you, after going through internship programs or any, even the ACE, uh, what a student comes up to you and asks, you know, what field of trades or career would it, should I go into? What, how how would you how would you answer that question if they're trying to figure it out still? Yeah, so I think it, you know it's it's what piques their interest and what they have an aptitude to doing. So I might want to be a professional baseball player, but my talent only takes me so far. Um, me personally, I like construction. I wish I could work a few days, you know, in, in the field, um, but I never was super great at finish work. I could demo with the best of them, but, um, you know, you, you want to kind of go into what you, you've, you've already excelled at. Um, if you like swinging a hammer and you like building things, you definitely want to go more that route. Um, you know, it's hard for me being in the office almost every day. I mean, I'm 90% I'm in the office and I want to be outside a little more, but it's kind of like a sacrifice I made because, you know, this is what I'm good at and I do enjoy my work as well. Mm -hmm. um, so trying to find that balance. If you're somebody that has... Um, that you that you really need to be outside and you want to be on a job site, uh, construction engineering or construction management role might be the best um, 
might be the best role for you. Yeah. And I think it's just trying different things, going right. out, getting, you know, different internships and getting exposed to different things. Um, so, you know, I would apply, apply, apply to a bunch of different firms, talk to as many people as you can, ask them about what they do, what their day in, day out routine is, and then see if that's something that, that, that sparks their interest. Great. Great. Absolutely. And I still remember in my early days, I got to work for a drywall company and worked on the Mormon temple up in the uh, mm -hmm. UTC area. And I still drive by. And I was like, th I did this and this and this there. Nothing to brag about, but it was still great memories of, you know, using my hands and putting uh, a good hard days in. Yeah. And I think in our industry, I mean, that's one of the things I get the most satisfaction uh, out of is the completed project. You see a roadway that was built or, um, you know, a bunch of grading that supported the construction of houses or, you know, a structure that you worked on. Even if you were even if you installed some electrical outlets or some windows or, you know, drywall or whatever it may be, you know, you were a part of that, that, that whole construction process and that team. One of my internships when I was in college was I worked for Roll Construction on the, uh, at Petco Park. Okay. And I was at the very tail end of the project, um, so I didn't really get the, the kind of, you know, nice construction stuff where they're breaking ground and erecting the structure and kind of the cool stuff. I mean, we were working kind of, uh, on, on some of the plan sets, finishing them up. And I took the, the, the weekly progress photo for the, for the ballpark, but just to say, you know, and I oh, got cool. my little brick, you know, with the yeah. hard hat, oh, even yeah. though I'd never swung a hammer, you know, <laughs> and installed <laughs> oh, anything. Sweet. Um, but just, you know, that kind of, Hey, you know, I worked at Petco park and it's something that you can be a part of and, you know, it feels good. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I mean, Johnny, thank you so much for being here. Uh, letting us know about your the uh, fusion engineering and technology, super cool stuff. Again, uh, just kind kind of a you know guest and information we haven't had on the on the podcast before. So appreciate you giving us a little insight into the industry and uh, really being here. So uh, if you can give us a quick little shout out if anybody's looking to contact you, get involved with into your company, the industry. Um, where can we reach you out? Reach sure. out to you. Yeah, our website is uh, fusionengetech.com, and uh, my email address is johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, at fusionengetech.com. It's F-U-S-I-O-N-E-N-G-T-E-C-H. Awesome, and you can also be able to find that here soon on the tradespodcast.com. Yeah. Right. yeah, and if anybody has any questions, you know, feel free to reach out, send us an you know, inquiry on our website. Um, you know, we're happy to, to help out. Awesome. awesome. Thanks again. Great show, my friends. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you.